From growing up in the land of whiskey to living his best life at the lakeside in Hangzhou, Kyle is a proud Scottish man who has embraced some very rare experiences in many parts of the world. And through the Hot Pot Haggis podcast, here he is. How are you, Kyle? I'm good, thank you, Con, and, and thank you for that lovely introduction you've given me. So <laughs> I hope I'll do it justice by by sharing some experiences with you today. Yes, yes, and、uh, well, you're back in London now, so you know how, how's、uh, how's everything in London? Yeah, just back in London, stuck inside the flat. So, sort of thinking about, wouldn't it be nice to to go to the beach or something? Well, at least going to the beach is an option, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the reason I mentioned the beach is because、uh, we're going to talk about the Philippines today. And it's okay. Well, well known for having beautiful beaches, and、um, yeah,、um, I, for beaches. Yeah, mm, yeah beaches. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> good start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm loving、yeah. this podcast right now. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, so I was fortunate enough to go there about five <laughs> years ago and visit、okay. some of these these lovely beaches.、Um, so I thought we could perhaps talk about that. And there's probably a lot of people in lockdown who are. Dreaming of、um, going somewhere beautiful at the moment. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You might get a lot of hate though after this podcast. Everyone's gonna be jealous. You know, everyone's gonna、oh. be thinking about these stuff. But yeah, I hope not. I hope not because they have to remember that I'm not at that beach now. I'm just stuck, <laughs> stuck in my room. So,、um, but yeah, I mean, I thought to kick things off, we could.、Um, mm. States some fun facts about the Philippines. Okay. And well, I did actually enlist the help of one of my friends who who lives in the Philippines at the moment, and he's much more of an expert than I am. Because just to be clear, I've only been there for one week, so、mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you could say take take what I say with a pinch of salt. But anyway, he gave me the the most wonderful, interesting fun facts to use on the podcast. So okay, f- full credit to him. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read them to you, and then you, and then you can、uh, give me your reaction. All right. So, so are you ready? Um,、uh, I hope I am. Yeah, go、right. for it. Okay. Okay. The first one that he told me is, the Philippines produces more coconuts per year than any other country in the world. Okay, that's actually not that surprising. I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was hoping for something like out of this world kind of crazy, but well, to、right. be fair, it's pretty impressive. I, I would have thought it might be like Indonesia or something, but Philippines, okay, that's、yeah. cool. I just thought it was really a, quite a nice thing to produce that many coconuts. It's very nice, yeah. Yeah, it's very.、Nice. I wonder where all those coconuts are going. Hmm.、Mm, I don't know. I don't okay, know. let's let's go on to the、uh, to the second one. Okay. So the second fun fact is the Philippines is the fifth largest English-speaking population out of all the countries in the world. Wow, the fifth largest English-speak. I always thought they spoke Spanish. No, they don't. I think they have their own language, which might incorporate Spanish words and also English words. But okay, okay. I think they also they also speak English.、Um, Fluently. Again, I'm not. I'm not an expert, but when、mm. I was there, everyone spoke. Oh, that's、English. right. Because they they were under like American rule for quite a long time. I think. I、so、think Spanish and then American. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. that's 
that that would explain it. Yeah. Um, okay. The third fun fact: there mm -hmm. is made up of over seven thousand islands. Wow, seven thousand islands. So yeah. Philippines is like a massive archipelago, I guess. It is. Yeah, it is, and I think there's a lot of different archipelagos, and uh, it just spans over quite a large area. I'm just looking at it on the map. All right. It's sort of a lot of different sized islands. But anyway, I guess that means there's a lot of choice of places to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, the, the final fun fact is apparently he told me there is a place called Porta Galera, and it's named after a sunken Spanish galley, which is, which is a type of ship mm -hmm. um, that was stationed there to protect the area. And local legend says that you can still find pieces of this of this galley ship like washing up on the shore uh, at this place and the name Porta Galera comes from like the the actual name of the ship I think wow yeah so I mean pretty interesting fun facts to be honest mm -hmm. yeah. also sounds a bit scary the last one you know well, why in case you swam down know. and it just, found it this gives me goosebumps like Remains of the ship getting washed up, maybe like ghosts haunting the island and shit. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's almost like he should be doing this podcast instead of me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those are the fun facts and yeah. uh, to set the scene. Um, but when I went there, I just visited um, two islands, one of which was a place called Boracay, which is a small island in the middle, okay. or sort of quite central in, in the Philippines. And the second place was an island called Palawan, which is, if you ever look on the map, it's um, to the west mm -hmm. of the archipelago. So it's like, and they're both, to be fair, they're both quite popular tourist destinations. So even though my, even though this channel is to be like off the beaten track, I think that these are pretty well trodden um you know roots in comparison to where you know people might live okay. um oh yeah so when you went to the philippines was it during the time that you were living in china yeah yeah it was so i think i went there um during the chinese new year so we got a month okay. off work in, okay okay uh, i think in january or february Mm -hmm. So, but it was still very hot in the Philippines. It's a tropical climate, I think. So, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. for my Scottish skin, it was it was a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's it like? What's what's it like on the two islands? Are they are they close to each other, or are they like a bit further away? Uh, they're a bit further away. I mean, um, transport is can be challenging at times. I think you have to fly between the islands. Or there is ferries, actually, but I, I don't remember taking one. Um, and there's, there's actually a big difference as well. I mean, the first island, so if you, I think there's some pictures that we can put up. Um, Boracay is like a very tourist, touristy place. So a lot of like, I think a lot of celebrities even go there and they have like these uh, beach side resorts or hotels. Um, and then there's like a restaurant mm -hmm. complex with, with nightclubs and, and lots of hotels and hostels for backpackers. And right. uh, you can go there and it's like, 
it's fairly nice, but I wouldn't say it's basically just for for tourists, you know. So I wouldn't say it's the most authentic of places. Oh yeah, I'm actually looking at your pictures here. It seems like on the beach there's a lot of people. Is that is that the place that you're talking about? Yeah. So if you see the sunset picture with the catamarans mm -hmm. in the water, that is on Boracay, and then there's a second picture of the white beach with the um, palm trees. Yeah, and and there's like the the kite surfers, mm -hmm. um, so it is a, it is a fairly touristy spot, but it's also like very beautiful. I mean, I think a lot of Chinese people go there on holiday. A lot of you know Japanese. Um, it's like a place where a lot of Asian countries might choose as a holiday resort. So I suppose if in Europe we we go to Ibiza or um, Malaga in Spain or or, what, or Tenerife or what, one of these islands, it would. I would, see. I it see. could it could be seen as the equivalent of right. that, but in Asia. But again, I'm not sure. But it, it, it definitely had that feel about it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's really beautiful. I mean, what's surprising to me is the the seawater looks pretty clean despite all these people going there. Yeah, I think it was kept in a really nice condition, to be honest, and such like friendly local people in general, and they're like really sort of happy and welcoming to have you there um, and I think if you watch the video mm -hmm. um, not the video with the drum kit the other video that is a okay. video of the of the beach in Boracay so if you just have a look at that now yeah I, I'm looking at it right now Wow, this is like, uh, this place is completely like westernized. Is doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem like Asia anymore, you know, with music blaring and everything. But it's it's a nice vibe. It's very chill. Yeah, I mean, it has a great chilled out vibe on Boracay, and you can see the sort of beach atmosphere with beanbags and uh, music and drinks. And if you're looking just to go on a you know, maybe like a family holiday or a holiday with your friends and just literally just relax for a mm. few weeks, then it's, it's definitely a great place to be. Yeah. And it's quite, they have a lot of security. Um, and there's lots of like, if you wanted like Western food or whatever type of cuisine you fancied, you'd, you'd be able to have it there. Um, yeah. Did you guys have a few drinks there? <laughs> we did have a lot of drinks there, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, that was the sort of idea that's, of the, that's trip the whole that. purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the whole purpose I, but just i can tell i can tell that because uh, i was looking at this video and just judging from you know the shaky hands and the quality i was thinking you must be under the influence <laughs> yeah i think you've uh, hit the nail on the head there definitely so i think holding the camera was the least of my um concerns or the, the <laughs> last thing i was thinking about to be honest so and there's some lovely cocktails as well i think you can get all sorts of um yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the names, but it was lovely. It's and really. Cool. It looks like everyone's having a party here. Yeah, exactly. A lot of partying, a lot of, um, you know, and you can go swimming in the sea. If you see that picture with the sunset, mm -hmm. you can actually just swim into the ocean when when the sun's setting. But again, <laughs> the boats actually, they you have to be quite wary of the the catamarans yeah. because they don't they're not really able to steer out of the way like very quickly so unless you if you swim in front of them you you, you <laughs> just you know, get run over yeah 
But I do remember swimming out there at the time of sunset, and it was like a very relaxing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the first impression of the Philippines, this island. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second island I went to, as I mentioned, is Palawan, which is um, on the western archipelago okay. of the Philippines. And this is also like fairly well known for tourism. And when you fly there, you fly to a place called Puerto Princesa, and then you take a minibus for about six hours to this remote northern town called El Nido. And this is okay. like a place, a place that's um, quite famous or quite like a lot of backpackers go there. So you're going to see like a lot of hostels and a lot of, um, you know, guys with long hair and playing ukuleles and that, that sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if you see the other video oh, with the drum kit, if you play that. Okay, I'm looking at it. So it's like a it's like a seaside bar that you guys went to. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, seaside bars like in this town El Nido, and there's like even like a reggae bar, and then there's mm. like bars with live music, and there's a lot of like backpackers there, and it has that sort of vibe like you can take boats out into the ocean and stuff. But um, yeah, that video gives a taste of it. But obviously, it's lovely music, but I think the guitar's a bit out of uh, out of tune there. Um, <laughs> But anyway, regardless, it was it was fairly pleasant. But um, when we got there, we decided to try and go to an even more remote part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's a destination called Nakpan Beach, which is um, which had like heard of from other backpackers, and they said it was like a really remote and sort of isolated uh, place to go, and you would you would have like a really you know, nice experience there. And I think when I went there, it was like fairly isolated and uh, there was just like a campsite. So we stayed in this in this campsite and then you could go hiking in the jungle or, or do whatever you wanted uh, in the beach area. But I think now it's actually been developed uh, to become more touristy. So I saw there's like some luxury glamping <laughs> establishment that has been built. So I think I think the authenticity may have um, slightly declined as in I would say now it's probably being visited by many many people so I'm sure that my experiences there have now been been shared with others but certainly when I went there back in in 2015 it was um, or 2016 sorry it was uh, like not so many people there I would say there was only about 10 other travelers that made it to that um, destination so yeah it was it was fairly a fairly special place and i think if you look at the picture with the trees at the top and then it's like a panoramic view of the beach yeah it's so beautiful that, yeah that is nakpan beach and if you look at the jungle within the jungle is the the campsite where you can stay so we decided mm-hmm. to camp to camp there um for two or three nights just to you know enjoy it and, and explore the area 
Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the campsite. So you guys have like a few tents set up around this area. And there's also like houses that are built around you. So who lives in those houses? Are those like local people? Yeah, so there is like a big, uh, well, not big, but like a, a, sorry, a fairly small local population that inhabit the area. And that's mostly made up of, I think, fishermen. Like you see them out on the boats, like fishing a lot, a lot of the time. Okay. And um, they run a, a number of establishments for like the small number of travelers who visit there. So there's the campsite. So those camp, mm-hmm. those tents were provided. And then there's, uh, ah, okay. there's a few local restaurants and there's like a, a barbecue on the beach and, and these sort of things that happen. Um, I guess there are like little mini industries generated from tourists visiting there. Um, but if you look at the picture of the tent, let me just mm-hmm. find it. Uh, you can see like it looks, there's like a hammock in the background as well. Yeah, and uh, actually, that red tent is where we stayed, and you can see my friend in the in the background. But he, yeah, he didn't have the greatest experience. He he said that I was, uh, you know, snoring or it was too hot. Or something. <laughs> he, was being, <laughs> he was being a bit of a baby about the whole thing, <laughs> and uh, he'd had enough of, of uh, you know, perhaps like he was a bit tired. So he he didn't sleep in the tent. He slept on that hammock and and wrapped wow. himself in the in a sheet but actually it's one he of must areas. have he uh, must have fed so many mosquitoes when he was sleeping out there yeah exactly and um actually this area of the philippines is one of the few parts that is a malaria red uh, so uh, i think most of the most of the philippines is pretty much safe but this actual <laughs> this one beach like it just like clips the malaria red zone perhaps yeah. from um from Indonesia or something, I'm not sure, but so he slept, he slept out in that hammock and he just had like the most miserable, miserable night's sleep I think I've ever seen someone have, and he was in a wow. in a fairly bad fairly bad mood for the next few days. Actually, he left and then then uh, I had the place to myself. So, but I, I better not say too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so. you know, I was. When you started talking about your friend, I thought this was like one of those camping trips where it brought you guys closer together. <laughs> you just said yeah. he left. Yeah, I think he just had enough and he um, he departed from the island. So I had it all to myself. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I just stayed and, and went for nice swims in the, in the ocean and enjoyed the luxurious state that I now had the tent all to myself. So yeah. Um, but anyway, if you look at the other picture, you can see the this like uh, little house. So that was like the sort of mm-hmm. style, uh, the sort of style of the houses at this place, so, like with a sort of thatched roof, and generally yeah. just made of made of sort of wood. Or uh, I'm not sure what they would have used as as cement. But anyway, when I first arrived, um, it was there was like a monkey on a chain. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like really shocked. I was like, <laughs> I just went for like a little walk through the little village they have, and there was like fucking monkey just chained up, <laughs> like staring at me. And it was uh, it was a dusk, it was dusk, right? So it was quite dark. So I just saw yeah. his, like his eyes looking at me. Wow. And it was just it was just there. I think it was like guarding the ma- the man's house. I think so. I just looked at it for a while. He looked at me, and then we we parted ways. But 
Uh, actually, and you see like a local guy coming out, started walking his monkey. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. You know, I really, I really wanted a pet monkey too. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, that was the the general sort of vibe of that of that place, and you can see like the also the sunset there. If you look at the, you can see the silhouette of the palm trees um, yeah. against the ocean and the sky, and you can just sit on the top. That's a of beautiful the, picture. Yeah. Yeah, and you can just watch like the the sun go down and chill out, and you know have some. Have, I think they drink like red horse beer or something, or there's like some uh, Pilsen or San Miguel. I can't remember, but they have these these nice sort of refreshing lagers that you can drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and if yeah, any comments on this this point, Yukon? No, I'm just thinking. You know, <laughs> this is really relaxed. It, this must have been a really relaxed trip, you know, for you, not for your friend, obviously. Um, <laughs> for me, how it many was days, guys, How many yeah. days did you guys camp there? I think he, I camped for like at least three days. Like I was there for okay. a while. All but right. he, depart, he departed after perhaps two, like maybe after the first night. And then I just stayed a bit longer. And I think there was a few other travelers there. So I... I spoke with them a bit and just generally just enjoyed the um, enjoyed the scenery and uh, yeah the other part I wanted to get onto is you can take this this boat trip so have you seen the movie um, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio I'm gonna really disappoint you here and say no because I haven't oh that is very disappointing but <laughs> it, I guess it's a generational thing because it's perhaps okay. a bit bo- bit before your time but Uh. (laughs) (laughs) it was a really like popular age gap yeah yeah for people of my age and about traveling and basically he goes to thailand and he finds this uh hidden island with a beach community of other travelers and and people living there and they basically live in this uh sort of uh supposed utopia um and then all sorts of things happen. I mean, there's like shark attacks and the community starts to turn turn on itself and implode. Um, but yeah. anyway, they, basically this is the inspiration for this movie, or perhaps it was a novel first, came from this hidden beach in the Philippines. And okay. it's, it's uh, an island that you take a boat out to. And then mm-hmm. there's like a... Uh, there's like a small hole in the rock, but it's also at sea level. So you need to you need to try and swim through this this like sort of tiny hole, and time it with the the rising swell, because otherwise mm. you can you know injure yourself or something. So you need to swim through this hole, and then there's like a whole hidden beach in the middle of this island. So I think I took a yeah I took a boat trip out there, and swam through the hole, and then you know came into this like glorious hidden area. And apparently the 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 author who who wrote the book about which this film is based on he was he was inspired by this location um and actually one, one of the guys that was with when he swam through this hole he he dislocated his shoulder and uh wow yeah yeah it was like that bad so, yeah it was actually quite like a you had to like time it right to get through but he just okay. he just he just obviously didn't time it right at all <laughs> so he just got he just had to get back in the boat and just lie down with his arm popped out which was uh, quite unpleasant uh, so and it just popped back in about half an hour later so 
Don't worry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, basically just a really interesting place with a lot of different activities to do. And I guess it's really chilled out as well. Like, you, you do feel like you're at the end of the world almost. Um, because it's right, if you ever look at the map, that beach is like right at the tip of the island. Um, so it just has that sort of atmosphere where it yeah. feels very like a very remote place. Yeah. I feel like that's those kind of places, you know, people's fantasies about these kind of places um, exist in all sorts of cultures. Almost mm. every culture that I know have some kind of fantasy about this. Like, you know how in England you, you also have like Land's End and mm-hmm. basically start wondering what's, what's, you know, beyond this point and people start thinking there's nothing else. I think that's yeah. exactly what you just showed here. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a place. I think people are drawn to these places for one reason or the other, and they can, mm-hmm. you know, go there and uh, find themselves or whatever it is that, uh, that people do these days. But I mean, unfortunately, I did, I did do some research uh, recently about that place before doing this podcast, and it does seem yeah. that they've they've endorsed a lot of development, and I wouldn't be surprised if in in a year or so, this hotel complexes are or these are wide scale like commercial tourism industries that are that begin establishing themselves there. So it might have a negative impact on the overall sort of natural beauty and the, the atmosphere that, that it once was. Well, the good thing is you saw it when it was like a virgin land. So congratulations. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the beach and the virgin land. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the experience i suppose the only other part that was quite exciting is that you get to ride on these um tricycles which are quite common in the the philippines so if you have a look at the uh tricycles yeah there's actually another video if you have a look Uh, it's like a tuk tuk. Yeah, like a tuk tuk. I guess yeah. that would you could call it that. Yeah. Holy shit! This thing is loud. Yeah, really loud. It wakes you up. I'll tell you that. It's really cool though. So, are you driving it yourself, or do you have like a? Oh. Ah, I see. I see. I see what it is. Okay. Um. Is it like a? Is it like a motorbike where? It has like a seat on the side. Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it has like the the motorbike and then that that compartment for uh, yeah people to for sit you. in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's pretty fun, you know. Like I really enjoyed it. And basically, to get to that beach, like uh-huh. you have to like the roads are. It's just like a track, so you you take okay. one of those tracks. I think it's like an hour or two hours. I can't remember. And and you take it to right. the beach and back. But it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, those tuk tuks, like I would, I would quite like to have one for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just um, put a girl next to you in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much space, but you, you could try. Um, so, yeah, overall, like a really lovely experience, and the people are so friendly as well. I mean, 
brilliant musicians. I don't know if, if people realise that about the Philippines, but the people all seem to be very musically gifted. So they love like singing and playing guitar. And I've never met a Filipino person who cannot sing to like an extremely high level. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, worth a visit. And um, I'm sure there's many more hidden places that you that, that I don't know about. So if there's somebody who's listening and they've had a, a good experience and they want to share, you know, where that place may be. But I guess once you share it, it's not hidden anymore. So just bear that in mind. <laughs> but we'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, talk, talk, rides to the island, monkeys on a chain, sleeping out in the tent, and I guess also the hidden little island behind the dangerous waves. You know, Philippines sounds like a pretty, pretty cool place to visit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely recommend it. And uh, I think uh, I think that's all for today. Another podcast, another day. That's what Kai would say. So, hope you guys have all enjoyed this episode of Hot Pot Haggis Podcast, where we explored another one of Kyle's off-the-beaten-tracks adventures. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, bye-bye. We'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye.